Hello everybody, this is Twitchy Max and you're listening to season two of the family-friendly podcast Expired XP. This season we explore the world of gaming through insider interviews, new and retro game specials, and points of view on industry trends. If you like games, this podcast is for you. This week we have a usual Fortnite update, deep dive into the new Kirby game from Nintendo, and a revisit of that classic game, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets on the PlayStation 2, which is now 20 years old. Welcome everyone to this episode of Twitchy Max and the Useless Viking. Also known as Expired XP. I thought my intro was better, but sure, yeah, it's Expired XP. We are talking about two things today uh, that we've got on the agenda. Actually, three technically. We've got Fortnite update, and we want to talk a little bit about the new no-build build mode. I think it's a good conversation because I think we have initially went, yay, and then we kind of went, no, and now we're somewhere landed in the middle. Mm. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Then we also want to talk about the new Kirby game that came out, which your boys have been playing, and then yeah. ironically enough, Steph and I have been playing. Yes. Uh, as adults, mm. uh, so I guess different perspectives. And then I also wanted to talk a little bit about a retro game that um, Steph and I have engaged in due to the fact that there's a new Harry Potter game coming at the end of the year, which looks absolutely fantastic. But we visited, revisited her childhood favourite Harry Potter game, which is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which came out in 2002 on the PS2. PlayStation 2. Yeah. The best Age PlayStation, apparently. Ever. From a sales point of view, I think it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Impressive, right? So so, so we've got a packed agenda. So let's just throw ourselves into Fortnite. Yeah, let's do the Fortnite update. Yeah. Definitely. Now, it's been quite interesting, I think, because the no-build mode being forced on everyone and then allowing building again has, has split the community. So you get people focusing on no-build and people, all the builders coming back and focusing on building. And I think that has changed the dynamic of play quite a lot and changed the opposition that you come across. So I think it's going to have ramifications. So what are the good ramifications or bad ramifications of that? So I think the good ramifications are if you're not relying on builders and you know how to destroy a build and you are good at aiming and shooting rather than building, if you are playing in building mode, it's a lot easier to get a victory. Yeah. So you've got anvils where you can shoot buildings. You yep. can still set them on fire, which is always lots of fun. You yep. know that as a pyromaniac. You like to set your own squad on fire. For this fun. is true. You know, this is a... Aided by fireflies, yeah. Yeah. But also, the builders just build. They're not interested in shooting. So when you've honed yourself in the non-building mode, it's easier to get your Vic Royale. Mm. Yeah. So I've, I've enjoyed it. I've not... Since build came back, I've been playing solo. Yeah. And uh, I've had a couple of games with Nick, I think, and we've been on the build. Oh yeah, yeah. We haven't actually done no build. No, is that can no I build. just can I just put a little edge to this and yeah. say that maybe one of the other reasons why you're not picking that mode is because that is people who know how to shoot. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it's not only the fact that it's kind of like easier for us to deal with the build mode. It's yeah. also that the guys who knew how to shoot have now moved out yeah. of. And the ironic thing here is I don't really know how to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know how to build properly either. So, so we're kind of like in limbo now. We're in no man's yeah. land. But I think you're right that the weaponry currently actually does kind of lend itself to uh, being in the build mode. Mm. Um, and and today, battle buses came out as drivable. Well, it might have been yesterday, but buildable, yeah. uh, drivable vehicles. Yeah. And they've actually been snipers. out for a while. Have they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, me and Nick I, I have must... jumped in them. Yeah. I think oh, you wow. missed it. They're quite rare. 
Yeah, they are quite yeah. rare. I did realize that. Um, but the heavy sniper rifle, oh, man. Yeah, I have a problem with a sniper rifle. Okay. And I'll explain it. And I'm not the only person to have this. On the Expired XP Instagram, Team. people have uh, been commenting on it. Oh, right? yeah. Now, the problem is you get a headshot, right? A headshot yep. with a sniper rifle should be instant kill, one hit. Yeah. What it does is it does 198 damage. Yeah. So if you've got full shield, it ain't going to kill you. You've only got 2% left, right? Yeah. And because it's a slow recharge, your second chance, they'll have hidden, they'll have healed, they'll have yeah. done whatever they can, right? So it really reduces the potency and the purpose of a sniper rifle. Is that all I of them? Because they have different, they actually have different all damages. I, th I think the explosive one's a little bit different. I think that does less damage. Initially yeah, because I was going to say, because the heavy one is notoriously deadly, especially if it's a they've mythic. They've nerfed it though. Or, or a legendary one. Yeah, they've nerfed it. Okay. They do an obscene amount of damage to vehicles, like 640. Yeah. But they, they don't, and they do um, quite, they've nerfed the impact on builds. Yeah. Because I always used to use sniper rifles to destroy building. Yeah. But it's not it's not quite as bad okay. as it was, yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's it's an interesting season in general. I do like it. And I've, I kind of like that they're changing the dynamics a bit by change, check, checking new things. And like with Fortnite, as always, there's, um, there's never, you never know. Like they might try this for a bit. They might find that it doesn't do what they want. And then they might just decide to go back to build, you know, build mode only. But I yeah. kind of like that they've done the split. And I think that you're still going to get a mix because I think we will also be that like that. We will sometimes go, mm. Mm, don't feel like Can't I want to fight bullied. builders. Yeah. Uh, actually, yep, no, I'm, I'm kind of with, okay with fighting builders right now because the loadout's good for it. Like, the yeah. weaponry you can get makes sense for us to be able yeah. to take them on, so... The other thing is, have you used the combat rifle? Uh, the combat assault rifle? What do you think? Um, I still prefer the MK7. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the combat rifle because there's no recoil. Yes, I, so that's I the like good that. news, but I do like the scope still from the yeah. MK7. Okay. So for me, it's kind of like, it's... I think I'm more accurate with it, but I do I do like both of them. So it's been it's been a kind of a toss up between the two. But they, okay. I mean, compared to the burst assault that we've been using with the scope, that's just gnarly. I think mm. it's a good it's an improvement. And we are going to get to vote between the combat assault and the MK7. Yeah, we are. So look, that's our Fortnite update. I think it's a it's still a great game. We keep building out our team, and you know we we haven't have I don't think we've played recently as much as a squad as we no, have, we but we've all had different things going on. So I think that's coming up, and I think also now winter's about to set in. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in a, in a, in the next three months, I think that we will find ourselves playing a bit more, which I'm excited about as well. So, and now let's get on to Kirby because I think this is the yes, this Kirby. is the big one. Do you want to start off talking a little bit about your experience and the boys' experience and that kind of stuff, and then I can give yeah. what, what some would call an adult opinion, although it's me, right? So. Yeah, yeah. So it's not quite adult. I'm thinking about this through the lens of my youngest Ozzy who is uh, an active gamer. He's six years old and he is very good at it. He's got a natural knack. Now, his first experience of Kirby was the, uh, I think it was the NES version on our NES Mini because there are no ver there were no versions on the Switch. No. And he really enjoyed that. So he was super excited when the main Kirby game came out. We downloaded the demo. Mm. And I watched him play it. I've played it a bit, but I've spent more time watching him play it. Yeah, and I I can see why he likes it, right? Because it's incredibly fun. Mm. You can swallow things whole. You can augment and change into things. The thing that really struck me is it basically Super Mario Odyssey with a pink ball. Yeah, so I'll I'll describe the similarities, right? You can 
swallow things and you turn into them. Yeah. You can throw your cappy, your hat at something in Mario and turn into them and it changes what you can do. Yeah. Some of the noises in some of the levels of the bad guys are the, pretty much exactly the same as in Mario. So, you know, the Funny. ghosts kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's in one of the levels. Oh, and there yeah. are ghosts in that yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like... It's it's so lazy. Yeah. You know, they've not tried to make it that different. Is it lazy or is it smart? Because they kind of get away with it, don't they? They do get away with it. I think it just shows that they're more interested in rinsing and repeating the same old formula. Uh, which but does is, it work? But it's funny to yeah. think that because Nintendo are probably the most innovative company in the industry. But there is a part of them that just rinses and repeats. Yeah. But it works. And... The levels look just like Mario, right? It's is you know, there's an aesthetic, and I think you know in Super Mario Odyssey where there's the the Flower Kingdom. Yeah. The all the levels in Kirby look like they've taken the textures from that level in Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Which is which is quite strange. But there are some things that I, I just, really like about I it. I just right? want It's really fun. I just want to challenge you on one thing. I think yeah. you're right that Nintendo are innovative when it comes to their console design. Yeah. But I do not think that either their online capabilities, oh, that's terrible. Their account capabilities, yeah. even basic things like being able to choose whether or not you want to invert. You can't even cho- choose no, that on controllers. That. Yeah. Which they is are ridiculous. They are not a customer. Led not at all organization, not at all. and that stands out, right? Yeah, they've got a few geniuses there that they rely on totally. And yeah. and I mean, they found they found the niche in couch co op stuff, mm. which works really well. So, what are some of the highlights then for 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 Aussie? The evolving the weapons is fun, he likes <clears> being able to evolve the weapons and yep. make them more powerful. Uh, he's got into that, he likes the hats. He likes the fact that it's not too hard and not too easy. So he plays it on the hard setting, but the hard setting isn't hard. No, we play it on hard. It is ridiculously easy. Yeah, it's easy. so easy. Yeah. Really easy. The way you you play it, the there are kind of choices in the different weapons that you select yep. that are meaningful because they are very different. Yep. Um, I think the fire one's a bit OP. Yeah. You can just do, you can probably do the whole game just using fire, right? Yeah. There's the fact that there's the shop in it, but there's no microtransactions, you know, Nintendo stay away from that nonsense, yeah. which is really great. But there is still a economy in the game and there's still money in the game, but you yeah. don't actually have to use real money to spend it. And I do like that in Nintendo. Yeah. It's super cute, right? And, it's super cute. and the co-op's quite fun as well, because it's not co-op, like it's a, another Kirby, you're a Waddle Dee. Yeah. And you join, you've got this... This crazy bandana, like you're some kind of. Um, you look like a pirate's crewman. Yeah, or a revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah, you're like a revolutionary with a spear running around after Kirby. So Steph started by playing it solo. Mm. Yeah. And I, uh, I was just watching her play for a bit until we kind of figured out how we could get into co-op and get it going, which was mm. great. She loves the when you have the pistols, but there's the one that has a pirate hat. Mm. She loves that. And so I look like a second mate, a crew mate from my ship. Running around with my bandana on my spear. We find exactly the same things. I do find that the economy is a bit crap though, because as much as you have all these coins and stuff and there are some things you can Mm. do, when we saw that we had like a Kirby home, we were like, amazing, we'll be able to decorate it. And in in reality, you can put like a few trophies on a a mantle. And I'm like, that's... Just like Super Mario, well, just like Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and then even that there's a book you can read. And we were yeah. like, oh, a book. Okay, let's see what's in that. And it was literally just advertisement pretty much for the other Kirby games. Oh, like, so it's yeah. just like the picture of each Kirby game and a little bit of a synopsis of the different other games. So it yeah. was like, I don't even know if you can buy those. It felt like the most weird kind of product yeah. placement ever. Yeah. If they would have made it so you could play with them from within there, yeah. you know, that would have been cool. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I feel the like town, the though, is a bit... As you get the Waddledees and rescue them in the town yeah. building up. That's quite cool. That's true. And we've got the Coliseum going and we've got a few of the... We've got yeah. the shop where you can buy power-ups and stuff. Although we yeah. were like, why do we even need that? Yeah. I would have been more keen on more kind of... And I don't know if that come is yet to come, but more like customizations of Kirby and the crewmate. But I don't think that is going to happen. I think you just play as those two without any kind of... Um, kind of customization options so. but yeah great game mm. other downsides we found some levels maybe a little bit unintuitive like you, you didn't mm. really know especially there was one level where you were when you were had to be the car and unless you understood that you kind of had to cheat and take shortcuts which mm. wasn't explicit it was very hard to understand that that's what you needed to mm. do so the time to get to the end of the course was something like 15 seconds and we were like doing it in i can't remember now or 50 seconds, I think it was actually. And I think we were doing it in like two minutes. We we're like, mm. this is impossible. You can't yeah. do it. And it wasn't until we went online and we read that, oh, actually you meant to take all these shortcuts yeah. and basically oh. cheat yeah. um, on the track to be able to complete it. And we were like, that's really weird mechanic. Uh, you know, having yeah. the concept be that you can't succeed if you do it the way you should yeah. felt odd, but quite cheeky mm. in a good way. But And it is a cheeky game. It is a cheeky game. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's such... It's so preposterous. Oh, 100%. The whole right. concept. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's, it's and the more charming. You, and the more you go through it, and to your point about being able to eat things, like you can you can put your mouth on a water pipe and you become a giant water balloon. Mm. Um, you can uh, take a, 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 like swallow a big fan and then you become this like giant kind of fan thing that mm. can fan yeah, the back of a boat. And you can fly as well. Yeah, you can fly. Yeah. There's all these things. You can swallow a car and then you can run, you know, you, mm. can, you can drive around as a car. It's, it's phenomenally crazy. Mm. Like yeah, it's crazy. It's good. Yeah. One thing is we've been playing it on the big TV, so 85-inch TV. Yeah. Nintendo Switch graphics capabilities really show up at that size. It's very blocky. Yeah, I mean, we're the same, right? So we played upstairs here. I don't know. It doesn't bother me too much. I mean, I, I'm, I'm well past the point of thinking that they need to come out with a new console. But at this stage, I've given up on that and just realized that this is probably the console for the next 10 years. Yeah. I've accepted it. I just That's, again, is their laziness or whatever you want to call it about, mm. you know, they don't really give a rats about the consumers um, mm. saying that. They just come out with a new OLED that no one needed. Yeah. Or asked for in any kind of yeah. consumer test ever. I have heard a theory about why they did that though. And the theory is that they couldn't get the chips made because of the global chip shortage. I heard that too. I mean, plausible because they would want something to fill the gap still. Mm. So maybe they could convince enough people to upgrade. I mean, it's it's 100% plausible that that was the reasoning behind it. It just seems really odd though, because those um, usually those orders would have been made like years in advance xbox and playstation 5 uh, you know weird you and i were super lucky mm. we were able to get playstation 5s like on in the launch first day, yeah. launch mm. and on reddit i still still people taking pictures going there's a ps5 available at walmart there's an yeah. xbox series x available at walmart or best buy and i'm like that's crazy yeah. like i haven't realized how tough it is to still to still now two years on to still get them yeah is crazy to me so you're right maybe that is it but then at the same time i'm like what is your planning like 
Mm. What is your ops like when you didn't put in those orders well before you knowing that you were going to have to launch it? Yeah. So I can't, I don't get it. Yeah, Are they just can? Were they just hoping to hoping to like Kanban it and just mm. like build as they <laughs> took in orders or yeah. what? It just seemed really odd to me. I don't know. Super lean. Yeah, Very super strange. lean, right? So lean that we can't even deliver one of them. You know, yeah. we're still way a little bit from Kirby. So what would Aussie give Kirby? He would give it a strong nine out of ten. Yeah. yeah. So he can he can he can adopt your twitchy trophies yeah and, and he, he can score it yeah he would give it a nine out of ten yeah i would probably give it an eight out of ten as an adult from an mm. adult's perspective of playing yeah. it just because it's a little bit a few more things that that great us when we're playing mm. it the co-op is amazing though like out of mm. you know as always they've done well they have it, it you can tell that they've thought about it enough for it not to be boring you're not just mm. an add-on yeah. i feel like in mario odyssey if we're taking that analogy being cappy was boring as yeah it was it yeah. was never fun mm. so this is a definite step up from yeah. that and let's not talk about elden ring but we know mm-hmm. we know what we think about the co-op for that. So I'd say eight for Fantastic. me. Yeah, great game. Yeah, and uh, it's not that expensive as well. No, you know, it's quite a short game. So I think they've they've realised that, and the price reflects that. Yeah, yeah, and that's good, right? So yeah. we haven't completed it yet. But actually talking about that, another good value for those people who do have Nintendo Switch right now that I do want to actually promote, buying the pack. The Mario Kart. The Mario Kart I've not bought those yet. And uh, so you only buy one and it's 39 bucks, but it gives you 32 new tracks, which is yeah. insane that's value amazing, for money. Yeah. And they've released two of the packs so far. They're doing a pack a quarter or something. It's really mm. weird. You pay it up front, but then they deliver it after. Yeah. So And it's not like Nintendo strapped for cash. I don't know why that's the mm. way they've done it. Yeah. but uh, maybe they just realized 32 tracks in one go is too much to yeah. even p- pick between or they're mm. still building them i'm not sure but but they're fun like mm. they're not bad tracks it's it's good tracks from their other consoles yeah i don't feel like there's a degradation in quality or anything like that i think they're actually really great so mm. that's been something we've enjoyed as well oh, so. or maybe we'll play that later yeah potentially yeah yeah, yeah. give we'll it a nudge some time yeah that could be fun all right so that gives us our kirby updates Go and play it. Download the demo. It's free. It's Absolutely. fun. So. I was going to do the music for this. Oh, you, you did quite well, considering you're not a massive oh, Harry no, Potter fan. Yeah. I'm saying that like... We can't really play the music on the podcast. We? No, we can't. And so that there was not uh, even remotely similar, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, I do want to talk about this. So there is a, a, a pretty amazing Harry Potter game that's coming out at the end of the year. And it's uh, it's to that point that people, you know, like our friend Mark, who is definitely not a Harry Potter fan, was like, it looks so good, I'll play it as well. Which is really funny because he just he just yeah. doesn't like Harry Potter one bit, mm. and he was like, "It just looks so amazing. I'm gonna play it. it looks it looks crazily good." And so to kind of scratch that itch prior, Steph was talking to me about. She's like, "Oh, I played this Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets game when I had we, we had PS2, and it was amazing. It was so much fun." So first off, I try to I try to find it so I could buy it, uh, which I actually can't do, which is annoying. I had to do a PC uh, kind of download of it, mm. and. I mean, get it working on the PC and you had to do some tricks even to just get it to play on the PC. And she played it and she was kind of like, oh, this is weird. Like, it doesn't feel like... It's clearly Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets, Mm. but it just didn't seem right to her. All the voice acting was terrible. Like, Mm. it was literally that they've gone, oh, they speak English. Well, that's close enough. Yeah. You know, they don't sound like any other characters, but they speak English. Mm. And the levels were really weird. There was no freedom in the game. It was so strange, right? And she was Mm. like... This is not how I remember this game at all. And I mm. thought, okay, well, look, I'll download a PS2 emulator. I get the PS2 game and then we'll see. And I, and I did a bit of research on it. And I realized that 
and I guess it's a sign of the times because this was came out in 2002. So yeah. it's an old game, very old 20 game. 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago, yeah. right? This game came out 20 years ago. And at that time, I don't think this was even uncommon. They did not use the same studio to make the PC game as they did as they did the PS2 version. Wow. Completely different studio yeah. and completely different resources. And yeah. I think it was console first. So we got going with that after a few tweaks because the P- PlayStation emulator is a bit tricky. So you had mm. to do some stuff. But when we got it running, amazing. Like mm. the voice casting is way better. Hogwarts is completely like you can visit whatever part mm. you want. You can fly around on a wand in it. You can play Quidditch. Uh, you on do a all broomstick. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a yeah. broomstick. Yeah. On a broomstick. You, yeah. can, you can actually fly around on a, in a PS2 environment on a mm. broomstick playing Quidditch in what, good, yeah. in what looks like a decent world. And the adventure parts of it are really exciting. Mm. Like, so I've actually enjoyed just watching Steph play it. And I had to do some more research on it because I was surprised. I was kind of like going, well, was this a big hit then? And actually, it was a big hit at the time. It actually did really well in reviews. And it ended up being top, I think it was 86, so top 100 for PlayStation between the release of it, 2002, and I think something like uh, 2006 or 8 or whatever it was. So it was one of those games that just sat in that top 100. And you think, our top 100 isn't that great. But PlayStation had like thousands and thousands and thousands of games. So being top 100 is extremely Mm. good. Basically, the PlayStation version of Meatloaf Bat Out of Hell. <laughs> yeah. It's been like 15 or 20 years in yeah. the top 40 in the UK. Exactly. And I also feel like it was probably around the right... That's probably around the same time, roughly. 1990s was probably Bat Out of Hell, but, you know, mm. not far away. So, yeah, look, great game. I, I've shown you some videos and stuff, and you were yeah. quite astounded by the yeah, graphics. Yeah, I was, yeah. The graphics are impressive for a PlayStation 2. Yeah. You compare that the graphics of that to, say, Gran Turismo on, on the PlayStation 2. Yeah. And the Harry Potter games do look a lot better. They do. Yeah. They do. They, and, and they've done, they've, they've used the um, the score, the soundtrack, which makes it a lot better. Yeah. Um, definitely tried to get sound likes for the voices. Mm. Uh, they're not 100%, but they're still a lot better than the PC version. Yeah. And all the quests and all, how you use your ma- magic through it is actually great. So it was probably, I'd probably, even watching Steph play, I'd give it as a watchability, if I gave mm. it a watchability score, it's probably like a seven or eight just Did to you watch you stream it, it on Twitch? For Harry Potter fans, would they enjoy it? Um, well, I mean, if you're a Harry Potter fan, probably yes, yeah. because they're they're into anything. Yeah. It has been really funny though, because I think the new game created a resurgence of people on the Reddit forums that I've seen saying, "Do you remember this Harry Potter game and how good it yeah. was?" And Chamber of Secrets was one of the highest rated. Ah, okay. Yeah. So if you're wanting a trip down memory lane, if you're looking to get the new Harry Potter game, and you kind of want to get a little bit of a sense of the mm. kind of stuff you'll be doing. The game that it's coming out is insane, but if you want just a little bit of a flavor, I'd suggest get the PS2 version and have a go because you are you are using spells, uh, you, you're learning them by doing adventures, mm. you're doing little side quests, you're doing the main movie kind of quest as well. Yeah. And you're doing it all in Hogwarts and you're visiting Diagon Alley. You know, you're, mm. you're getting all these bits and, and bobs that you that you should be expecting in a Harry mm. Potter world. So it is... It is yeah. So if you're a typical millennial who loves Harry Potter, yes, revisit your childhood and go and play it on an emulator. Absolutely. Okay, well, that is more exceptional consumer advice from the Expired XP team. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast platform. If you have any suggestions or comments on any of our pods, you can contact us at expiredxp on Instagram. Next time, we'll be talking to Jay Hosfeld. For many years, Jay was a lead animator at Epic on Fortnite and other titles. So tune in if you want to hear how they make all those awesome emotes. See you next time.